48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. Tonight's headlines. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says it will take her more than two hours to deliver her policy address, which has a theme of new era and new opportunities. Mrs. Lam also said making it possible for Hong Kong people to be allowed to skip quarantine when traveling to the mainland will be one of her priorities. And Macau has recorded four new coronavirus cases since Monday. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says her policy address tomorrow will focus on housing and economic development. Timmy Sung reports. Speaking to reporters ahead of the weekly Executive Council meeting, Carrie Lam showed off the booklet for the fifth and final policy address of her term. She said it would take her more than two hours to deliver the blueprint, which has the theme of new era, new opportunities. This is that Hong Kong is now in a good position to dog ahead as the city is back on the right track under the one country, two systems principle. This year's policy address will focus on the future, which includes economic development and integration into the country's development plan. Both are important matters, but I also fully understand the main issues that people want solved are housing and land supply. During the consultation sections, many people told me it's time to do some work because we now have a stable environment that is no longer politicized and anti-government and anti-China. And we should therefore map out the future for Hong Kong. She described Hong Kong's situation as very good as the unemployment rate has continued to drop while job vacancies are increasing significantly. Mrs. Lam also said the policy address won't contain measures to support people or businesses hit by the pandemic, as these initiatives have already been announced. Mrs. Lam also said Hong Kong would do its best to meet any requirements set by the mainland to ensure quarantine-free travel across the border. Here again is Timmy Sung. The CE said it is crucial that Hong Kong people are allowed to skip quarantine when travelling to the mainland in future. And making this happen is the government's top priority. The position is clear. To achieve quarantine-free travel, the SAR government is willing and determined to improve and to bring measures more in line with mainland standards. To make mainland authorities more confident that Hong Kong's anti-epidemic system won't become a loophole, we shall do it. Mrs. Lam acknowledges that international travel is also important to Hong Kong. But she says many foreign companies in the SAR have businesses on the mainland and also want to be able to cross the border easily. The European Chamber of Commerce has been critical of Hong Kong's strict quarantine requirements. But Ms. Slam is standing by the government's approach, saying Hong Kong is not adopting a live-with-COVID strategy. The Macau government has told its civil servants to stay at home until Friday in light of four newly confirmed COVID-19 cases. Entertainment venues like cinemas and karaoke bars have also been ordered to close from tomorrow. Wendy Wong reports. Macau has recorded four new coronavirus cases since Monday, all of which were linked. They involved two renovation workers who were from the mainland and two Vietnamese people who worked in the same unit as the renovation workers. As a precautionary measure, the Macau government ordered the closure of entertainment venues such as cinemas, karaoke bars, nightclubs, sauna facilities and massage parlors until further notice. 
Civil servants will not be required to go to work for three days to help prevent the spread of the virus, while people have been advised to stay home as much as possible. A Macau lawmaker, Li Qingyi, told an RTHK program that the atmosphere in the community was quite tense and that people were worried about the possibility of a community outbreak. Macau authorities have already halted a plan to lift the 14-day quarantine requirement for travellers entering Zhuhai from Macau. Hundreds of students who live in Zhuhai and study in Macau have been stuck in the SAR as they can't go home without quarantining. Ms Lee said the Macau government had provided them with temporary accommodation. To the weather forecast, mainly fine. The minimum temperature will be about 28 degrees. Hot and dry during the day tomorrow, the maximum temperature will be about 32 degrees in the urban areas and a bit hotter in the new territories. Moderate to fresh easterly winds, occasionally strong offshore at first. The outlook, hot with sunny periods on Thursday. It'll be windy with squally showers and swells on Friday and during the weekend. The temperature now is 30 degrees and the humidity is 72%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Grade A office occupancy in Hong Kong has contracted for an eighth consecutive month with a record 9 million square feet vacant. That's according to real estate services firm CBRE. Hong Kong head of research Marcos Chan says the amount of vacant office space has more than doubled from pre-pandemic times. If you want to put it into a scale, for instance, I'll give you an example. Uh, one of the top tier grade A1 buildings in Hong Kong's central CBD, that's around 1.5 million square feet in total. So that's basically around six of that skyscraper. Now, what is struggling the grade A office market is that there is a huge amount of supply. Rents will probably continue to slow in terms of the decline magnitude, but you know there is a, only a very, very small chance that rents will be rebounding in, in the foreseeable future. But CBRE was more optimistic in its outlook for retail property. It says high street shop rent was largely stable in the third quarter with vacancy rates in the core shopping districts of Causeway Bay, Simsa Choi and Mong Kok ranging between 15 and 20 percent. Mr. Chan says he expects rent and occupancy to improve as the economy further recovers and more businesses expect a resumption of quarantine-free travel between Hong Kong and the mainland. We do expect the situation will continue to improve in the fourth quarter and likely into the uh, the very beginning of next year as well. I think the biggest challenge is that the border gate is still closed at the moment. But again, there is evidence that there is a chance that the border gate will be reopened in the next couple of months. And if that's going to be the case, we strongly believe, you know, visitor arrivals will see a very noticeable recovery. And by then, there is a chance that retailers will become more optimistic in the future planning. And that's when the retailers will start to do more expansions. Another mainland home builder has been hit with financial trouble after missing debt payments. Altus Wong has more. In a statement, Shenzhen-based Fantasia Holdings said it had failed to repay a 205.7 million US dollar note yesterday. The announcement came as property management firm Country Garden Services Holdings said a unit of Fantasia had missed repayment on its 700 million yuan loan, saying it was likely Fantasia would default. The missed payments asked worries about the mainland's property sector, as embattled giant China Evergrande teeters on the brink of collapse. Evergrande, the most indebted of the country's private home builders, has more than 300 billion US dollars in liabilities and is heading towards a massive restructuring.
A major French report has found that at least 3,000 pedophiles operated in the French Catholic Church over the past 70 years, and that an estimated 330,000 children were victims of sex abuse. An independent commission analyzed decades of judicial files, church archives, and media reports, and spoke to hundreds of victims. From Paris, here's the BBC's Lucy Williamson. The Commission President Jean-Marc Sauvé told French media the number of predators was a minimal estimate. Most cases assessed by the panel are thought to be too old to prosecute under French law, but investigators received more than 6,000 calls in response to an appeal for victims, interviewing 250 of them. Their findings are expected to compare the prevalence of child abuse within the church with that of sports clubs, school and family networks and to offer more than 40 proposals, including suggestions for how to offer recognition and reparation to victims. U.S. President Joe Biden has called his Republican opponents in Congress reckless and dangerous for refusing to join Democrats in raising the U.S. debt limit. Defaulting on the debt, he said, would result in a self-inflicted wound. Mr. Biden said the debt limit had to be raised partly because of what he called the reckless policies of the Trump administration. He had this message for Republicans. The meteor is headed to crash into our economy. Democrats are willing to do all the work stopping it. Republicans just have to let us do our job. Just get out of the way. If you don't want to help save the country, get out of the way so you don't destroy it. The federal government has about two weeks to reach a deal on its 28.4 trillion U.S. dollar debt ceiling or face severe economic consequences. Auction House Christie's has announced it is selling a private single-owned collection of rare baseball memorabilia, including a Babe Ruth notched baseball bat. The bat has eight home run notches and could sell for 5000 to a million U.S. dollars at the auction, says David Hunt, president of Hunt Auctions, which organized the sale with Christie's. We've got a bat from 1928-29 that in and of itself is a very fine Babe Ruth professional model bat, but this one is a bit more special. It actually has eight home run notches, which Ruth was known, even documented in his own autobiography, to have done when he would hit a group of home runs. Very few of these in existence, a few in private institutions like the Hall of Fame and the Louisville Slugger Museum, but this is one of only two or three in private hands that now is gonna be available for the public. Sports news now, and we start with football. Leicester City's title-winning manager Claudio Ranieri is returning to the English Premier League as head coach of Watford. The newly promoted Hornets moved quickly to replace Cisco Munoz, who was sacked on Sunday. After leading Leicester to Premier League success in 2016, Ranieri had short spells with Nantes, Fulham, Roma and Sampdoria. Italian football expert James Horncastle explains what kind of manager Watford will be getting. Well, I think if you were to leave all the history uh, Ranieri has made aside and and judge him uh, on his last two jobs alone, it would appeal to Watford um, because, you know, Roma, his hometown club, he went back in an hour of need when they had uh, just been knocked out of the Champions League. Sporting director left. They were at civil war with uh, the director, Francesco Totti, obviously legend of the club. Mm. De Rossi, the captain, was also not having his contract renewed. And he stabilized things. Nine games unbeaten at the end of the season, five clean sheets, uh, and was thanked by the crowd. At Sampdoria, it was much more 
comparable um, to what he walks in to at Vicarage Road with Watford in that Samp. We're down in the bottom three uh, in Serie A when he came in, uh, seemingly without a prayer. Um, and he not only kept them up with games to spare the next season, he took them into the top half of the table. And I think that's exactly what that would be actually exceeding the expectations of Watford fans. The England and Wales Cricket Board will decide this week if this winter's Ashes series in Australia will go ahead. Australia has some of the world's toughest COVID restrictions and players have been presented with proposals about quarantining and any bubble they might have to stay in. The ECB says they now have to decide if these conditions are sufficient for the tour to go ahead. Former England spinner Monty Penasar thinks it's in real jeopardy. If a special exemption is not being made by end of this week and there isn't a special rule for the whole that matches at all, let's say, then I don't think it should go ahead. And, you know, who should be blamed here? The Australian government and the states, because they want to close their borders until Easter. Cricket is the number one support in Australia and they've got to cooperate. The Australia captain Tim Payne insists the Ashes will go ahead even if the England skipper Joe Root decides not to travel. Well, the Ashes are going ahead. The first test is on December 8, and whether Joe's here or not, to be honest with you, so um, they all want to come, there's no doubt about that, and they're trying to get themselves the best possible conditions that they can get. But at the end of the day, we all are, and, and we don't want to give them poor conditions because we're going to be in the same, same boat as them. Sticking with cricket and the Delhi Capitals have beaten three-time Indian Premier League winners Chennai Super Kings to close in on a place in this year's top two. Chasing 137 to win, Shikhar Dhawan made 39 before the West Indies' Shimron Hetmyer struck an unbeaten 28 from 18 balls as Delhi won with two balls to spare. The BBC's Harry Moran reports. A remarkable game in Dubai, won by the Delhi Capitals, chasing a fairly meagre target, 137, which was brought about largely because MS Dhoni was quite so slow with the bat for the Chennai Super Kings. 18 from 27 deliveries. That left the Chennai Super Kings really with a below-par total, but they very nearly won the game. The Capitals getting over the line with just two balls remaining. What it does is leave the Capitals at the top of the pile and almost certain of a place in the top two, and therefore a game in the quality giving them a double opportunity of making it through to the final of this year's Indian Premier League. CSK is still very well placed. Their net run rate is superb and they have 18 points in the table. But this is a victory for the Delhi Capitals that will give them lots of confidence and all but guarantees their place in that first qualifier. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says it will take her more than two hours to deliver her policy address. Mrs. Lam has also said making it possible for Hong Kong people to be allowed to skip quarantine when travelling to the mainland will be one of her priorities. And Macau has recorded four new coronavirus cases since Monday. The news from RTHK.
single artist Paul Simon of course uh, separated from Art Garfunkel as far as the music was concerned and Mother and Child Reunion came out back in the early 70s it's 18 minutes past 11 on the dying embers of a Tuesday here in Hong Kong depending on where you are in the world it could be uh, Tuesday morning as it often is for people like Rob who get in touch in uh, Boston and uh, we get Chuck from Arkansas popping in now and again but wherever you are you're more than welcome and thanks ever so much for tuning our way. Radio Pete at Gmail, by the way, if you need to be in touch. Memories continuing on our mystery tour with the Chiffons. <laughs> 